forethought. I love this summer weather right now. I sat outside for about 20 minutes this morning with my coffee, enjoying this warm weather. Which is to say, on a more serious note, but going from this, right? Like, uh, when it is brutally cold, like it was this week, brutally, brutally, like brutally cold, as it was this week, uh, this thought is, stays in my mind. Um, you know, I can't help, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I can't help but think, when it's so terrible outside, of all the people that, are, that have no warm homes to go to. I do think of all those people that are, that are homeless, that are on, literally on the streets. When I can't imagine being outside for three minutes with my hands, people living on the streets, just fighting for their life, not knowing if they can survive the night. And every time I feel you know, that bite of the cold, you know, I just, again, I'm not the only one. I just ask God, take care of them, Lord. Take care of them. You know, lead them to comfort, provide for them, find others to care for them, um, help them survive this day. And, you know, this week I was thinking, how many people died last night in the cold? You know, or how many people might die uh, today, might freeze to death? And, you know, you just ask the Lord, those who have died, you know, just, they died innocently. So, Lord, take them to yourself, those who die innocently. And just because, um, you know, these people that we never see or, or don't know, do they matter any less to us? No. You know, uh, do they, is their loss any less uh, to our world just because society uh, did not know them? And then I was thinking, you know, here we go. So I was thinking from this, uh, this week, how many, how many children, how many child's lives are under the threat of death uh, by abortion? You know, this is definitely, it's been on the map a lot lately. And I'm thinking how, ma how many children um, may have died this week, right? Especially as aggressive, more aggressive laws are being passed. You know, in New York, for one, uh, the place where I was born, you know, and probably other states to follow. You know, how many children might be lost? How many children might die before they had a chance to live? And we hear this in the gospel, or the, the good words today, you know, uh, but just because children are not seen or heard, just because they're still hidden within the womb, do they, are, do they exist any less, you know? Uh, do they exist any less to God? Do they matter any less to the world, not only uh, to their family? So childbirth, the actual birth of a child, is the full realization of a new life in this world that can be seen, heard, touched, that first cry, right? That's the full realization of a child. But every child was on their way to us long before that first cry was heard. It's like that singular spark, that singular moment that God created a life on earth. It's like an opportunity for the world to be known and to be loved and served and changed and enriched. So in life, whatever seems like a like chance to us is not so with God. 
There are no accidents with God's creation, and what God makes is never chance or accident. Because what he makes is good, and what he creates is for himself and for the world. And so our Lord says, tells us, right, the moment that he conceived you, or rather, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you for the nations and for myself. And so for each of us, we need to take this into our hearts, right, that before God formed us, he knew who we were. Before we, before we had a body, right, as just as we began, he knew who we would become, he knew who he would form us to be, he knew uh, the gift that we would be for others, uh, for the world. He knew it all. And so, as Catholics, we uphold the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. And not only that, as Catholics um, and as Christians, we also uphold the sanctity of the, the very act that brings life, right? And it's not easy, you know? It's like the union of spouses, of husband and wife, uh, in love and soul and body. That's, that's our cooperation with God recreating the world. And it's awesome. And so it's the deepest expression of our love, right? The act of making love. It's the deepest expression of love that grows love between spouses, that raises our soul up and brings life into the world, into our families. And I wonder, this is a great thought, I wonder how many people do, that we work with uh, every day, right? How many people do we just simply pass on the street? Uh, how many people are out there making a, a huge difference in the world, uh, living the gospel, right? Or sitting here, like here with us today, are only here because perhaps their parents were Catholic or held these beliefs. And no matter how scared they were or unready they were, they said, I don't believe in abortion. And they said to themselves, I don't have a choice. It's God's creation, right? Or in many cases, uh, when it would be so easy to, uh, to contracept, so easy to use birth control, we try to respect this gift that God gave us, this act uh, that he gave us. And so what does it boil down to? Being Catholic, well, it's difficult. It's beautiful. Uh, we hear in St. Paul, right, love is perfect, but man, love is hard. And I like that he said, love rejoices in the truth. That I like. Because we acknowledge that God's truth is bigger than my truth. Thanks be to God. We acknowledge that God's will, even if we don't know it, is what matters. And that liberty is not unconditional license. Not to get all philosophical on you, you know what I mean? Liberty is not license, meaning that freedom is a freedom to do what we want to do, uh, like, like a child who has no um, discipline. Freedom is not freedom to do what I want. Freedom is freedom to choose what's best, to choose what is right, to choose what's true that is bigger than myself, what's best for everyone, not just for me. And when, dis when decisions are really difficult and we're scratching our head, praying for clarity, we trust the faith of our church, 
the faith of our Catholic Church, either urge us forward or hold us back at times. We trust this. We have to. And so in the many, many times when we're faced with evil um, of society, the evils of society, evils of the world, what, what can we do? Listen for what God might be calling us to do. Have hope, have hope. It's not naive, it's hope. And I think also believe that our prayers are heard, that my prayers are heard. So we, so we don't hate those uh, who might cause the evils. No, we pray for their conversion, uh, for those who don't know better. And we pray for trust for, uh, for instance, those who oppose uh, discrimination, persecution, death, um, genocide, whatever. Uh, pray for those who oppose it and pray for those who might be contemplating out of fear, uh, taking the easy way. Pray, believe that they're heard. And may I say, when we feel discouraged or beaten by the world, can we always take comfort in our mother, mm, who's one step closer to us? And Mary, I want to tell you with, um, uh, that it was Mary, uh, especially our Lady of Guadalupe, that affirmed for me that this was what I needed to preach on today. Mm. And I wouldn't have done it unless God inspired me. And so I brought this prayer of uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, for those with perfect eyesight. This is Our Lady, Our Lady of Guadalupe. So this is the words that she spoke to Juan Diego, her son, when he was at his most despairing moment, okay? Listen and let it penetrate your heart. Let nothing discourage you, nothing depress you. Do not fear any illness or pain. Am I not your mother? Are you not under my shadow and my protection? Are you not in the folds of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Am I not your own kind? What else do you need? So let us pray. Mary, our mother, our Lady of Guadalupe, patron of the Americas, pray for us in this and any time of need. Amen.